Hello and welcome to Faith Builders. This is Scott Phillips. And I'm going to share with you just a few things from uh, my study over the past few days. And it is my intent that it would be a blessing to you. I hope that it is. The question was, who's the most famous person you have ever spoke to? Some of you may have seen this on social media. Does anybody want to volunteer the most famous person that you have ever spoken to or met or seen? Anybody? You have somebody, Sister Gloria? No? Anybody? (laughs) The man with the jazzercise fame? Did you meet Carmen one time? Did you meet Carmen one time? Afar, right, right. Amen. Brother Hayes? A hacker? Actor, okay. (laughs) Yeah, Jamie Foxx, okay. Nate? Tate Reeves? Wow. Yeah, yeah, I've met a lot of the Mississippi uh, uh, politicians. Anybody else over there? Yeah, so I, I I read where people said they met Elvis Presley. Some people I knew had met Elvis Presley. Someone I knew met John Grisham. Someone I knew met Emmett Smith. Another person met Oprah. Another person met Prince Charles. Another person had met Ronald Reagan. And it just began, I, I began to to think about the concept of having a conversation with an influential person. Y'all know where I'm going at, right? Conversation. A meaningful conversation. What is a, what is a meaningful conversation? I, I, I believe that a meaningful conversation is an opportunity to exchange ideas, thoughts, feelings, needs, hopes, and dreams. Oftentimes we have that with people that we're close to. Hopefully, uh, those of us that are married, we would have those occasionally. But the truth of the matter is that having a meaningful conversation requires a lot of effort on both people's side, right? Uh, I think many people are prone to get so weary in their minds because of the stress of life, the, 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 the task of work, and all of the things that, that we are bombarded with, and there is a desire to decompress, to, to put our brain on autopilot and simply consume sounds. Music, listening to other people talk, to information, entertainment, politics, sports, because these things require no effort on our part. It's almost like our brain is surfing on the sounds. It, it, we just, we're just surfing on the sounds. And, and I really believe the idea of having a meaningful conversation brings us to the reason why God made you. God made 
our great-grandparents and Adam and Eve. If you think about the awesome nature of God, there is no one that is his equal. He, he is alone, the only God. And he is not just simply some small animate object. Uh, it cannot be represented by an idol or a mountain or a, a heavenly body. But he's God, a spirit who has not flesh and blood, who can do anything, that knows everything. He is omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. He is he's God. And no doubt he could talk to the angels, but, but there was something that God was mindful in that he created from the dust of the earth and formed something in his image. He, he created man in his image, and I truly believe in that he breathed into Adam and vicariously to us, Big word, five dollar word, <laughs> vicariously. He, he breathed into us the breath of life and we have our own identity. We become a living soul. That, that, that person you think of yourself. I know that I remember, it just seems like yesterday, when I was just a, a young man, maybe the age of, of Noah or Benjamin, I, I, I remember looking in the mirror thinking, that's a pretty handsome fellow there. Amen. And truth of the matter is, I weigh probably almost 100 pounds more than that young man. <laughs> and and I have, my hair is a different color. I have fewer of them. But, but my, the view of myself when I look in the reflection in the mirror, I don't look like I did 20 years ago. 30 years ago. <laughs> How did this happen so fast? Brother Dwayne, what, what's doing this to us? The Bible tells us, I, I, I want to impress upon your mind this thought. God, I want you to say this. God wants to talk to me. To me. He cares about Say, say this, to me. He cares about me. Genesis 3 and 8, the scripture says, And they, Adam and Eve, heard the voice of the Lord of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. The scripture seems to let us know that prior to this moment, God had been talking to Adam and Eve. He had a, a daily ritual. They together would talk to one another. They had communion with one another there in paradise, in innocence, in, 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 in a world we have a hard time imagining. There was, there was no rent due. There, there was no light bill. There, there was no uh, 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 time clock to punch. There, there wasn't any bad news in the world. It was a world of perfection. And their, their one responsibility was a privilege to talk to God. And when they did the thing they were not supposed to do, when they heard the voice of God coming in their direction, they ran and hid themselves. How many of you can remember... 
Maybe not too long ago, you ran from the voice of the Lord, the Lord wanting to talk to you, and and you just didn't feel like you were prepared to have a meaningful conversation with God. I, I, I know it's hard to imagine this, but I, I want you to just imagine with me that Jesus is in this room in a visible form. And and Jesus is looking at you. And if, if he was to point his finger, he would point his finger to you and say, Come here, I want to talk to you. There is something about the God that we serve is that he could look at Nate and talk to Nate, and Nate could talk to God. And they could share their deepest fears and hopes and pains. And all of us could do that at the same time. And each of us would feel like we were the apple of God's eye. I was talking to someone and they they asked me, Well, you know what, you've heard about the apple of the eye. You know what that means? I said, Well, why don't you tell me? He said, the apple of the eye is that when you're talking to someone and you're looking at them in the eye, you can see your reflection in their eye because they're focused on you. And when the Bible says we are the apple of God's eye, God is looking at you. Oh, wow. That just, it's, it's it's one of the greatest mysteries of the majesties of God is that he is able to have a personal conversation with each and every person living today at the same time and he's not overwhelmed me I can only talk to one person at a time right I know we try to multitask but the truth of the matter is in our multitasking we don't do anything very well I saw where someone said said uh I'm having a bunch of people over the, tonight to look at their phones. Come by. <laughs> I thought that uh, seems to be pretty apt uh, observation. Uh, I want you to know that God hears your prayer. The Bible says that He knows your thoughts. The Bible says He knows the intentions of your heart. He feels you. <laughs> he 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 feels you. You you ever had a conversation with someone and they shared with their you their heart and they cried and made you want to cry. And they told you about their kids and it made you wanted to pray. Told you about their their financial needs and it made you want to pay. It is that 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 connection, that interpersonal connection that I believe is, is what God desires to have with Everybody say with me. Matthew chapter 11 verse 9. This is the judgment people had about Jesus. They said of the Son of Man came eating and drinking. And they say behold a man who was a friend of sinners. You know you know, self-righteous people say well you know uh, uh, I've heard people say that God doesn't hear the prayer of sinners. And I'm thinking, well, how did you ever get saved? Now, I know there is a reason why the Scripture seems to infer that maybe God doesn't hear the prayer of sinners. What does that mean? It means 
If you pray, Lord God, help me rob this bank and get away with it, he ain't going to help you. Lord God, I want to go take this person out and hurt them. Help me beat them up. God doesn't hear prayers of people wanting to commit sin. He's not going to help you be successful, right? If we're lucky, he'll help stop us. He'll let us have a wreck before we do something terrible, right? But but God talked to sinners. I was thinking about this message, and I thought, you know, what an interesting study it would be if I was to go into the Scripture and, and find every meaningful conversation God had with an individual. And I was to extract that out of the Bible and everything that happened because God had a meaningful conversation with them and extract both the conversation and the effect. What would be left in the Bible if I removed the voice of God out of the Bible? There wouldn't be a Bible. Because from Genesis to Revelation, there is a voice that says, I am God, and I love you. I love you. I want you to say that God loves me. God cares about you. And he doesn't expect you to be perfect, to be able for him to sit down with you. He wants to sit down and have a meaningful conversation. And when it starts, you might sit down a sinner. But God wants you to get up from the table made a saint. God wants to bring a conversion. God wants to bring about a transformation. That he loves you where you're at. He loves you where you've been. But God wants to not leave you at how you are. He doesn't want to leave you where you are. He wants to bring about a miraculous transformation that the things you used to be prayer, uh, fearful of, you can now be victorious over. The things that you used to, to struggle with, you can have victory over because the voice of God talking into our lives can radically transform us into a new man, into a new woman. But we have to recognize God wants to talk to me. What happened when Adam and Eve ran from the voice of God? The Bible says they heard the voice of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. But, but the scripture says, And Adam and Eve, Adam and his wife hid themselves in the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Everybody say amongst the trees. Amen. They hid themselves. The Bible says that, that, that when the, the, the Lord said, Hey, Adam, where are you? We know God knew where Adam was. But he understood Adam didn't know where he was. Hey, Adam, where are you? And Adam, I guess, realized the Lord was right there. He said, he said I, I, I realized I was naked and I hid myself. How did you know you were naked? I know Jesus looked at them and said, he noticed they had made for themselves a very scantily clad means of covering their obvious nakedness. The Bible says it was fig leaves. Does anybody know what a fig leaf looks like? Do you know you wouldn't want to put that on yourself? It's prickly, it's uncomfortable. But that's what happens when we try to cover ourselves. We end up making the situation worse. 
In the Bible, I believe that in the Bible we see a foreshadowing of things that would come because he saw the shame that sin brought into their lives. The Bible says that God made them coats of skin. I believe that what that animal was, it wasn't just any animal. The Lord slew a lamb at the foundation of the world and he covered their shame and he covered their, 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 their nakedness and he provided a sacrifice so that though they had sinned, they could live without the shame. And I want to encourage you today. I don't know where you've been. I don't know where, where, where you are. But I'm telling you today, God wants to start a conversation with you that will take you to the day he comes back. In the Bible, it says there was a man in the book of Genesis. His name was Enoch. The Bible says, and Enoch walked with God and was not. It's one of the very few people in Scripture that he never died. Or that's the implication. He didn't die. Uh, Elijah is the other one. He was caught up. And I just, you know, I've heard it said in funerals that Enoch and, and God were walking together and talking together. And, and, and it came time at the end of the day. And God said, I'm, we're closer to my house than yours. Why don't you just come on to my house? And Enoch Enoch was translated. Enoch was translated. And I'm telling you that it's God's will that we cease to, to run from talking to God and then hiding amongst the trees and talking to God and, and hiding amongst the trees and walking with God and feeling shame, going from one extreme to another. God wants to bring you in to a place of communion with Him that even when you have fallen, you can know that Jesus still talks to sinners. Jesus still loves the sinner. It doesn't matter how far you've went, how far you've fallen. doesn't matter what you've done. I serve a creator God that loves you, that believes in you, and can make a difference in your life. Amen. In conclusion tonight, Revelation chapter 3 and verse 19. It's one of the, the last commands and conversations of Jesus. Jesus had a, a wrote a letter to the seven churches of Asia. And each and every one of them had some challenge. But he, 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 he said to the church, and I believe if you can hear it, it echoes today and the Lord is talking to you today. As many as I love. What does it say? I rebuke and chasten. Amen. You know the reason? You better thank God you feel bad for the sin you've done. Amen. That's the love of God saying, hey buddy, hey, hey baby, you can do better than that. As many as he loves, I rebuke and chasten. And when you feel the conviction of God, that's letting you know God still loves me because I feel conviction for it. Amen. And be zealous therefore and repent. If you'll just say, oh God, I'm tired of living like I'm living, doing like I'm doing, thinking like I'm thinking, talking like I'm talking, uh, uh, dressing like I'm dressing, going where I'm going. God, I'm ready to turn around and repent amen behold verse 20 
Can you hear it? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I, everybody say Jesus, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh, can I tell you, even though he was standing outside the door, unable to access this individual at that moment, he was saying, if you let me come in, you will overcome. If you'll let me come in, you will overcome. The difference between lost and saved is not perfection, but it is allowing God to have an ongoing conversation with you to say, hey, if you'll just let let me sit down and talk to you, you and me, we will overcome. Can we raise our hands in the name of Jesus, Lord? I want to talk to you. I want you to talk to me. God, I want to have a meaningful, daily, ongoing conversation with you. Help me, oh God, to realize that you want to talk to me, oh God. Oh, God would talk to you if he could. God would talk to you more. If he could, you say, what do you mean if he could? He's God, he can do anything. But God can't have a conversation if you won't. But if you will, he will talk to you. It's not, it's not complicated. It's not complicated. I mentioned it on Sunday. I walked outside, I sat on my deck. I'd left my phone on the inside. I had a book in my hand. And for probably 15 minutes, I just sat there. And I watched the leaves fall to the ground. Amen. I I felt the wind blow through my backyard. I I heard the birds sing. I, I could hear the chattering of the squirrels. I was present with no distractions. And I could hear and I could feel nature. I would say to you that having a conversation with God is that easy. God is willing to sit down beside you and He's willing to listen to you. He's willing to hear you. He's willing to forgive you. He's willing to give you wisdom. He's willing to give you direction. He's willing to give you peace. But you gotta, you gotta step outside amongst the trees. You gotta come out from amongst the trees and you gotta allow the Lord to talk to you. And if you will, (laughs) and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own, and the joy we share as we tarry there. None other has ever known. Hallelujah. Jesus, oh God, today, pray for yourself right now. Talk to Jesus yourself. Don't worry about somebody sitting beside you. Talk out loud. Pray out loud. Lord God, I want you to talk to me. Oh God, I want to talk to you. Hello and welcome to Faith Builders. This is Scott Phillips. And I'm going to share with you just a few things from my study over the past few days. And it is my intent that it would be a blessing to you. I hope that it is. 